Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Bow your heads with me and let us pray. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for grace. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity we have to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that as your word comes, let light come into our lives. And I pray, Lord, give us hearts that are prepared to receive your word. May we not leave this place the same, but may we live here with a strong encounter with you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus. And please be seated. Well, this afternoon, um, we are still in the season of our Feeding 527. Feeding 527. And this is a period in the life of our church where, or globally, everywhere in our church, we take one of the episodes, one of the books that have been written by our father, our prophet, our pastor, and we read it to the church. And this, is, this has been powerful. I think this is about the fourth week we are doing this. This is the fourth week that we are reading this scripture. And so I mean, we are reading this book to the church. Um, but before we do that, before we begin reading, why don't we look at our scripture of the week, our scripture of the week quickly if you will, Proverbs 3 and verse 9, Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9, it says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. You know, th this is not a suggestion. This is not, um, it's not a negotiation. This is an instruction, it's a command that you ought to honor the Lord with your substance. Your substance is your goods, your, your, your income, your earning. Honor the Lord. This is a scripture in Proverbs 3 and verse 9. It says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. And then it says, you see there's a colon at the end. Now, this is our scripture of the wiki, but you see the next verse says, So shall thy bands be filled, and thy wine presses shall burst with new wine. Your wine, your, your, your bands will be filled, and your wine presses shall burst out with new wine. As you honor the Lord with your substance. Amen. So if you want your bands to be filled, and you want your wine press to burst out with new wine, the Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance. Honor the Lord with your substance. Hallelujah. You know, in this same chapter, you see, when you lean on your own understanding of doing things, you will see a lot of contradictions with the way God does things. Do you understand? And so he says, don't lean on your own understanding. 
Just don't lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways, you just acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. Hallelujah. So let us read that scripture together. One, two, three, go. Amen. Wonderful. Are you going to honor the Lord with your substance? And with the first fruits of all thine increase. All of your increase. Hallelujah. Not some. But all of thine increase. Amen. Wonderful. So we want to continue with our feeding 527. And we are sharing from why non-tithing Christians become poor. And how tithing Christians can become rich. Amen. Amen. And I have been sharing with you why we are doing this. Why do we take one of the books that the bishop has written and in a year we have a period what we call feeding 527 and we share from this book or any book that is chosen for us as a church. Hallelujah. It is the bishop wanting to give us a message. It is him wanting to preach to us. And he has written many, many books from which many people are being blessed. And sometimes the children themselves don't benefit from the goods of the house. And so this is a great opportunity for us. And this is taken from the scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5.27. This is the basis of what we are doing. And it says, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. So this is a letter that Paul wrote to the pastor of the church in Thessalonica. And he says, I charge you that this letter I have addressed to you, but read it to the whole church. Read it to the holy brethren. Amen. And this is the basis of which we also take one of the books and we read it. Amen. Now, you will realize that the book itself is all the scriptures. That has been expounded on. Do you understand? So the book itself is a preaching. It's a message. And so when we read it together, you realize that we have received a message. Have you enjoyed so far as we've been reading the book together? Wonderful. So we want to today, we want to continue reading this book from chapter number 15. Chapter 15. And we are going to read this chapter wherever the Lord will allow us to. And we will end the service. So chapter 15, it says how tithes, how tithes, people who tithe or people who pay tithe to the Lord or people who honor, their, who honor the Lord with their tithe or with their first fruits, how tithes activate the laws of sowing and reaping. How tithes activate the laws of sowing and reaping. The laws of sowing and reaping. Now, the introduction, it says, the farmers of this world have long known the laws of sowing and reaping. I believe you brought your books. Yes. You see, this is very simple. You know, you are, we are all reading together. It says, the farmers of this world have long known the laws of sowing and reaping. Say, the laws of sowing and reaping. He says they have consistently activated these laws for their own benefits and have learned not to violate them. They are wise farmers. Those who understand and deploy the laws of sowing and reaping are wealthy. Amen. 
In the beginning, God created the seed in 11 things, giving them the mysterious power to reproduce themselves. Seeds have a mysterious power to reproduce themselves, to bring forth of themselves. Amen. Seeds are mysterious things. They have a plan and they have life hidden deep within them. That is a mystery of seeds. There is life deep within the seed. Amen. And you will not understand it. And it looks so simple in your hands and you cannot even estimate the amount of life that is within a seed. Hallelujah. It says it is important to understand the way seeds work because seeds contain the miracle power of growth and reproduction. Hallelujah. So we are looking at the laws, the laws of sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. Now, law by definition, law by definition, I look in the dictionary and it says the principles and regulations established in a community by some authority and applicable to its people, whether in the form of legislation or of custom and policies recognized and enforced by judicial decisions. Amen. Amen. So laws are principles and regulations that have been established in a community by some authority. And it's applicable to everyone in that community. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? It's applicable to everyone. So law is law. You cannot amend law or it cannot be altered because of your situation. When law has been established, it cannot be changed because of your condition or because of your situation. Everyone is expected to obey the law. Even if you are the president, everyone is expected to to obey the law and if you break it, you will be held accountable. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So going to church, you know, and the only things that you hear are prophecies of prosperity and prophecies of abundance and prophesying of your life every day. It's not enough. It is not enough. That you are happy that every time you go to church, it's just all prophecies from the beginning of the service to the end. It's all prophecies and you are happy and you think you have received something. That alone is not enough. God is expecting us to prophesy over your life that you will prosper. And indeed, when I speak prophecy over your life, you will prosper. I say you will prosper. Amen. Amen. You will prosper. But you must also know the laws governing the prophecies or governing prosperity. You must know. You must know. So no matter how much prophecies that we prophesy over your life, if you disobey the laws, it will not work for you. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? It will not work for you. You can receive prophecies every day. If you can't obey the law that is governing wealth, You will not receive wealth. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? The prophecies make it such a way that you come into the wealth. But when you come into the wealth, 
there are laws governing the wealth. There are laws governing the wealth. That is why I can prophesy over your life that you receive promotion and indeed you receive promotion through which you are going to receive wealth. But if you don't obey the laws of wealth, it will not do well. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? If there's a prophecy that comes over your life that you are going to prosper in, in, in Papua New Guinea and you never get to Papua New Guinea, there's no means for you to get there. How are you going to prosper there? So prophecy has come, but you're not going to be in a place where it will be fulfilled. You have to fly there. You have to also know how to get a visa to Papua New Guinea. You have to know how to live in Papua New Guinea. Isn't that so? You have to know the flight that goes there. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So there are laws governing prosperity. There are laws governing prosperity. In Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22, Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22, the Bible says, while the earth remaineth, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease while the earth remaineth. So this covenant that the Lord made was made with Noah after the flood. After the flood, God made a covenant with Noah. And he included this in the covenant. He said, while the earth remaineth. Are we living on the earth? He says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Hallelujah. So if you are living on this earth, you have to value these laws. You have to value the law that there will be summer and winter. If you ignore, if you ignore the fact that we are in summer, so winter will never come, winter will come to your surprise and you realize that you don't, you don't have warm clothes because you didn't respect it. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? If, you, if, if the weather is cool and nice, it's fall and everything is nice, and they are selling air conditioners, and they are very cheap, and you say, oh, it's going to be winter in two months, so who cares about air conditioner? And you don't respect that while the edge remains, heat time will come, and you don't buy one, you will be amazed that in a few months you will be hot, and you'll be sweating. Because you didn't respect that, you will suffer. Now, how many of you believe that whenever there's winter, summer is also on the way? Is there any doubt that summer may or may not come? There's no doubt. Is there any doubt that when day comes, we doubt whether night will come? We have no doubt. Now, in the midst of such certainty, In the midst of such established situations, did God place seed time and harvest time? That if you believe that there will be day and night, and that there will be summer and winter, and there will be heat and cold, 
then God is saying that in this earth, one of the laws also is seed time and harvest time. That you ought to respect that also. That there will always be seed time and harvest time. So if you neglect seed time, harvest time will come and you realize you have nothing to harvest. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So God gave us how the earth is to run. And as long as we live on this earth, these laws will always apply to us. Except perhaps you move to some other place. But as long as this earth remains, these laws will apply. Amen. Amen. And so we are going to go over some of these laws and we will see how many of the laws we can um, we can read through. So, the 15 laws of sowing and reaping. Number one, you must plant something. You must plant something. Amen. So, based on these laws, we are seeing that you must plant something. If there's always going to be seed time and harvest time, then you must plant something. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you must plant something. Say, this attitude of plant free must cease. Amen. You must plant something. Amen. John chapter 12 and verse 24, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abided alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Hallelujah. So this is the first law that we are looking at. The law of sowing and reaping. Now this law is teaching us that we must always plant something. You must actually have seeds that you have sown. Amen. The less spiritual you are, you see, when you are not spiritual, unspiritual people don't believe in reaping. But you see, you cannot reap something that you have not planted. Now, when you are unspiritual, you realize that certain things are happening, certain things are coming into your life, but you cannot correlate them with seeds that you have planted. You can't correlate your planting with your reaping. And so you attribute them to all kinds of things. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? But the more spiritual you are, the more you are able to correlate. You will expect a harvest of seeds that you have planted. When you are spiritual, you know that I am receiving this because of these seeds that I have planted. Everything that you are receiving is because of some seeds that you have planted. Or some seeds that have been even sown on your behalf. Amen. Amen. So you see, there are certain seeds that you'll be reaping, but you attribute it to all kinds of things. You attribute it to witchcraft activities. You attribute it to your grandmother who doesn't like you or who didn't smile at you. You attribute it to the devil. You attribute, but there are seeds that you are reaping. I believe that sometimes the devil wants to say that as for this, it's not me. As for this issue that you are going through, it's not me. 
I have nothing to do with this. Sometimes you rise up and you are binding the devil and binding the devil, but the seed is what you have sown. And you are reaping what you are reaping. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? I mean, the devil too, he likes matter. So we are easily able to blame him. But there are certain things that are not him. (laughs) Amen. So you must plant something. Amen. Number two, you must plant in good ground. You must plant in good ground. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 8. He says, but other, other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some on hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. So this is the second important law of sowing and reaping. And is that you must plant in good ground. Seeds do not grow everywhere. How many of you know that? Seeds do not grow everywhere. Apple trees do not grow in tropical Africa. You can take apple trees or apple seeds and then take them to certain parts of the world and plant them in red soil. It will not grow. It will not grow. You can put as many as you want. It will not grow. They are not bad seeds. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? There are good seeds, but they will not grow. Their seeds simply do not flourish in the dry, red West African soil. However, they are able to flourish in temperate climate areas. Amen. Amen. Your seeds will flourish when you plant into a good church. Hallelujah. If you plant seed into a dead ministry that has departed from the scriptures, do not expect any fruits. This is a good church. This is a good church to sow seeds. Amen. Amen. I said the church is a good ground to sow seeds. Any church that is flowing in the scriptures, any church that is flowing in line with the scriptures, is a good church to plant seeds. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Offering your time, your strength, your energy, to build this church, your skill to build this church, bringing in your efforts to build this church is a great seed that you are sowing and I'm telling you that you are sowing into good grounds. Hallelujah. If you are a prayer warrior and you are praying for this church, you are sowing good seeds in good grounds. Amen. Sometimes, you know, you think you are sowing good seeds, but they are not in good grounds. You are sowing seeds, you know, you are, you are, you, you, you are giving money and to all kinds of elaborate funeral celebrations, spending so much money, buying expensive wreath to bury the dead. It's not good seed. I mean, the seed is good, but it's not good ground. It is not good ground. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Having someone is dead and you are having an expensive party for the funeral, call all kinds of people to have a feast. It's not a good ground to sow seeds. But when you are sowing seeds into healing Jesus campaign, when you are sowing seeds into ministry that wins souls, 
you are sowing seeds into a place where it's called good ground. You know, because you are sowing seeds into a place where the person who brings forth the fruits is flowing also. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? See, when you take your seed and you put it in the ground, you don't know anything else that happened to the seed. Do you know? When you put your seed, you dig the ground and you put your seed and you cover it. That's it. You don't know what is happening to the seed. Perhaps the best you can do is put water on it. Let there be sunshine around it. Put water, more water. When it's dry, put water. That is the best you can do. But as to what is happening underneath, you don't know. Someone is working on the seed. There is power within the seed. But someone makes the power of the seed come out. So the next thing you will see is that the seed, that tiny seed that you put in the ground, you come and it has become a tree. You have no idea how it happens. The next thing you see is that small seed that you put in the ground, it is bringing forth fruits. And when you take one of the fruits, it has a lot of seeds inside the fruits. And you don't know how that happened. So in order for you to now sow good ground, because even when you sow, someone has to add the rain, add, bring the sun. Now you want the favor of the one who produces all those things. You want the favor of the one who works in the ground on the seed to make it bring forth. And when that person is saying, seek my kingdom first, and you are sowing seeds into seeking the kingdom first. You are sowing seeds into soul winning. You are sowing seeds into what triggers that person's, what touches that person's heart. That seed is a good seed and it's in a good ground. Amen. Amen. That is why, that is why I sow seeds in this church. I sow seeds. I sow, I sow my substance in this church. I'm telling you, I saw my substance in this church. I saw, I saw my strength in this church. I saw my energy in this church. I saw my comfort in this church. I saw my family. I sacrificed my family in this church. And it's good ground. So I saw. I saw. I saw. It's worth for me to drive. To, yesterday, was it yesterday? I was sharing with someone and I said, it says, Oh, I said, we're talking about ministry. And he said, where is your church? I said, it's in New York City. But you live here. I said, yes. It's, I, I, it's worth me driving 85 miles to come here to church. It is good seed. In my opinion, it's good seed. And I tell you, as a pastor, wait, 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 wait. I am telling you as your pastor that I see the fruits. I see the fruits. So when you see me one day and you see me, oh, don't bring yourself. Because I have sown some seeds. I have sown some seeds. It's worth it. It's a good place. This is a good church to sow seeds. This is a soul winning church. It's a church that takes the gospel to the ends of the world. It's a church that seeks after souls. We are not after money. We don't, you see, you hardly will hear us talking about money. If it wasn't for feeding 527, you've not heard us talking about money. This feeding 527, we are telling you about the loss of wealth. About the loss of wealth. What the scripture says about wealth. And you need to know more of that. 
You need to know more than just prophecies over your life about prosperity. That you prosper. Janet, do you understand? You will prosper in this land. I say you will prosper. You will do well in this land. That obey the laws of prosperity. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, many people work so hard. You know, you work so hard. You take, you work so hard. You have nothing. You have nothing. I say you have nothing. The Bible says, except a seed, except the grain of wheat, fall it to the ground. So you see, you are keeping everything that you have. You have the seed, you are keeping it. You have the seed, you are keeping it. And as long as you are keeping it, you say, it abides alone. That is why your bank account is everything you have is what you earn. Unless, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Everything you have, you, you, if you like, let's challenge. Bring your bank account. Let's see. I'm telling you, bring your bank account. Let's see. And I'll bring my bank account and then let's compare. <laughs> and then you bring your paycheck and I also bring my pay. I work. I work like you. I am a volunteer pastor. I pastor this church and a seed, a seed for me. A seed for me. I'm telling you, a seed for me. Sometimes you look at a certain amount of money, you don't know where it came from. You don't know. It's the seed, the fruits of the seed that you are sowing. Yes. yes. It's a fruit. You check your bank account. Every day you and your wife are fighting over money. Every day there is discussion of money in your house. Every day there is discussion. There is discussion. Because all your seeds, they are by the loan. They are by the loan. What you earn is what you have. It's in your hand. But wealth, prosperity, it does not come from the east. It does not come from the west. Prosperity, wealth, wealth, power, power to make wealth, it comes from God. It comes from God. It comes from God. I am telling you, take what I'm saying seriously. Take what I'm saying seriously. God does not need your money. This church does not need your money. We don't need your money. Your money does not pay me. Your tithe does not pay me to live. We, we are doing this because we love God. We are doing this because we believe in what we are doing. We believe it. We love God. God is real. God is real. Someone has a testimony. I'll give him the chance to share it. Not today. God, to show you that God is real. God is real. You just don't believe it. You don't believe it. That is why you don't experience it. You don't, exp- you don't believe it. Even when he says bring the tithe, you don't bring the tithe. What you are bringing is not a tithe because you don't believe it. But without faith, it's impossible to, it's impossible. It's not like it's unlikely or it's a low chance. It says it's impossible. When you don't have faith, when you don't believe, it's impossible. It's impossible. There's no percentage. There's no likelihood. There's no chance. It's impossible. And that is our problem. I'm telling you. Believe the things of God. Believe the scriptures. Believe the word of God. Have you not seen? Have you not seen all these years? Have you not seen? Believe the word of God. And prosper. I am believing God for millionaires in this church. And there will be millionaires in this church. I am believing God for it. What is a million? What is a million? When you have a million, you are a millionaire. Do you have a million? Do you have a million? You have a million. I say you have a million. Yes. You give yourself, I said two years. I said 
two years, there are some people you look at your bank account and you look at you go to you go to a banker and and it says, Let's see your assets, and then you see, ah, how? He says, You are a millionaire. He says, Really? You are a millionaire. When they, receive millions, receive your millions, receive it. Yes. Yes. But obey the laws. Obey the laws. When the Lord adds to you, obey the laws. When the Lord gives, you see, some of you, it's difficult. You see, it's difficult. You are paying the tithe of $100, $100, $100 for years. You are not earning $1,000. Today, you are not earning $1,000. God has increased you. You, are, you, are, you see, this is the problem. This is the problem. This is the problem. God has increased you. You have 2,000. And you, you can't add that next 1,000 to it. And it's still 100 that you are giving. That is not your tithe. But he says, have faith in me. Have faith. He said, bring ye all the tithe. Bring ye all the tithe into my storehouse. And prove me now herewith. If I, Jehovah, I will not open the windows of heaven. And pour you out a blessing. Such that there will not be room enough in your life to contain them. I'm telling you, God is a good God. God is a good God. Let us serve God from our hearts. Let us believe the things that we read in the scriptures. Let us believe them. Money is nothing. Money is nothing. Don't, don't, don't compare God with money. Don't let money stand in your way of serving God. Money is nothing. It is not difficult. He says his hand is not short. It's not difficult for God to bless you. I'm telling you. Let us believe in the scriptures. Let us believe in what we read. Let us teach our children to pay tithe. Let us teach them. I will teach my child to pay tithe. And I know that I'm teaching him wisdom. 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 He wants to prosper. I want him to learn to pay tithe. It's wisdom. We don't believe it. We don't believe Amen. Amen. Let's continue. I think uh, yeah, it's almost time. Amen. Amen. The next one, it says, you must plant large amounts of seeds. Plant large amounts of seed. This is another important principle of seed sowing. This is another important principle of seed sowing. The fact that large amounts of seed must be sown. Don't, don't, don't. You see, the reality is a reality. You know the reality. You know that when a farmer goes to sow, he has to sow more seeds. You know that. So why is it that when it comes to your money, you don't believe in that? And that is why every fruit that you have, there's so many seeds. Because you need more seeds to sow. You need more seeds to sow. These are laws that God has made to govern the earth. These are laws. That is why more seeds are given. More seeds. When you plant, you see, the plant, if you take one fruit, there are more seeds in them. There are more seeds, one fruit, more seeds in them that you have more to plant because you need more seeds. You need more seeds because a lot of seeds will be wasted. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? 
And when the fruit is such that it doesn't bring forth more seeds, if a fruit, say, certain fruits like mangoes, they have only one seed. So you realize that on the tree there are many mangoes so that there are more seeds that you can have to sow. Bears will eat some. Some of them will be falling on the ground, on the stony ground. Some of them will be scorched by the sun. All kinds of things. So God will give you more seeds. But when God gives you more seeds, then it's so difficult for you to sow. When God gives you more seeds, then it becomes so difficult. It's now difficult for you to sow 500 as seeds. Now your tithe is 500 and it's difficult. Do you want to remain $2,000 a week so that you pay $200? God wants to give you more. But when more comes in your hand, you realize that you are not the kind that can handle more. So stay at $2,000. Stay at $1,000. You, $100, some of you are paying $100 tight since you started the church. Your tight is still $100. So no promotion? That's, that's, that's not a life that you should, that's not a life you should live. That's not a life you should live. When God increases you quickly, adjust your tithe. I mean, that's what I do because I believe it. I believe you add to me and I add to you. you add, and then he sees that it's not difficult for you to release. Then he keeps adding. And then because he says, bring ye all the tithe into my storehouse. I'm telling you, you see, when we look in your bank account, and we can look, when we look in your bank account, and we see where your money is going, then we see your heart. When you look in my bank account, you see lighthouse, 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 giving, 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 lighthouse, lighthouse. Sometimes you go to your accountant, you are doing your taxes, you say, hey, this church, I say, yes, just do my things. You just do my things. Don't talk about my church, my giving, my money, I know where to do. We are wise. We are wise. By the grace of God. God has given us wisdom. Amen. We are not, we are not ignorant, some ignorant men and women that have gathered here. Do you understand? We are learned men and women. By the grace of God. But God's principles, they are principles. He says, as long as the earth remaineth, as long as the earth, respect it. He said, there will be heat and cold. There will be day and night. There will be summer and winter. There will be seed time and harvest time. Believe it. If you believe in summer and winter, then believe in seed time and harvest time. Children, can I hear an amen? Amen. Yes. They are not children anymore, anyway. (laughs) So I should not call them children. So large amounts of seeds. Large amounts. You must sow large amounts. And it's because large amounts of seeds are needed because many seeds are lost in the process of being planted. Very few seeds end up in the right place. Because of this fact, large amounts of seeds must be sown. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. He said, but remember this. If you give little, you will get little. Say little. little. Say little. little. Say small, small, small. Say small. small. If you give little, you will get little. 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 Amen. Amen. Or you cannot, you cannot read it. What does it say? Read here. Read. But remember, this is if no, start, start. Oh. Read. Okay. Read so that they cannot hear you. But remember this. If you give little, you will get little. That's it. 
if you give little, you will get little. A farmer who plants just a few seeds will get only a small crop. But if he plants much, he will reap much. Amen. If you give little, you will get little. If you plant little, you will get little. Amen. If you, re- if you give little, if you plant much, it's simple. Is it, is it complex? It's not complex. It's not complex. Amen. And so God gives you much seeds so you can plant. He gives you more because some of the seeds will be destroyed. So you need large amounts of seeds to plant. Amen. If you sow bad seeds, you will get bad seeds. If you expect to receive good seeds, then sow good seeds. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. The Bible says, be not deceived. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. You cannot mock God. A lot of times we mock him. We come and say, this is our tithe. We mock him. He says, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You see, we quote this scripture to curse people and to say certain things to people who have done things to us. But God is saying that he too, he's not mocked. You can't mock him. Don't be deceived. That when you come to stand here and you say that you are giving your tithe and it's not your tithe, don't think that you are mocking God. You cannot mock God. You cannot mock God. He said, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that is what he will reap. If you sow kindness, you reap kindness. Some of you, you are not kind, but you want people to be kind to you. And God is no more. God is the one that supplies. You see, see, the Bible says that we should not put our trust in men. Even when we do that, the Bible says we are cursed. So every reward, every reward, it comes from God. That is why he said, he is the one that you cannot mock. You can't deceive him. You cannot mock him. Whatever you sow, that is what you will reap. Because he is the one that does something with the seeds. That makes it bring forth. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And he says, you cannot mock him. Many times we mock God. If you sow seeds of love, you will reap love. If you sow seeds of hatred, you will reap hatred. Whatsoever a man soweth, that is what you will reap. Amen. Amen. If you want to be loved, you must show love. If you sow forgiveness, you will receive forgiveness. Isn't that so? And if you sow giving, giving to others, you will also reap others giving to you. Some people don't give. They don't give anyone, but they expect everyone to always give to them. You don't give. So how are you going to reap? You have sown nothing and you reap nothing. You have never bought a birthday present for anyone before. Never. You have never given a birthday gift to anyone, but you expect people every birthday, you are reminding people. Every birthday, you are reminding people, it's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday. How many birthday gifts have you bought? Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Amen. When it's somebody's wedding, they say they are having a baby shower, you just go and eat cake. 
And then when it's your wedding, you want everyone to give to you. When it's your, your, your baby shower, you, you, somebody's baby shower, the only thing you can buy is baby diapers. Now when you sew baby diapers, and then it's your baby shower, and then you have a list of things you want. You have a list, you want a mahogany baby crib. And you want a BMW um, stroller. You want a BMW stroller. You have listed all of these things. Hey. And God says that you are, you are a joker. You are deceived. Don't be deceived. As you are giving your baby diapers, that is the seed that you are sowing. And God said, don't be deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth. And then you say that people are wicked. Eh, the people are wicked. The people that didn't come. They, when people's funeral are here, you don't come. You don't attend. You don't pay anything. And when it's your funeral, you want everyone to give to you and come. Whatsoever a man soweth, that is what you reap. That is what you reap. When is somebody shower, you, you don't want to organize. You see, let me tell you, life events, eh, it, they will happen to everyone. These life events, you see, now that you don't have a beloved, you don't even see baby shower in your life. Do you understand? You can't see it. You can't see children in your life. You can't see these things happening in your life. But I'm telling you, life events, by the time you realize, it is here. And then you say, eh, the church people, they are wicked. Oh, they didn't come. Eh, the church people, they are wicked. Wow, so God says, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. You can't mock the one who's working on the seas. Diaper seas, we will reap diapers. Many diapers. We will buy you pampers. What are the other different mix of diapers that they have? Pampers, haggis, we will buy you. You, you say, but I put um, mahogany... Uh, BMW, crib, stroller, and they didn't buy me. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. I say God is not mocked. Amen. God is not mocked. When is people's uh, programs? Attend. Attend. Participate. Help them. Get that. Help them. When is someone's time they are cooking for them? Help cook. You don't cook anything for anyone. But when is your turn? You want everyone to put their things on hold and come and cook because of you. Whatsoever a man soweth. Whatsoever a man soweth. That is what you reap. When you had a baby, all the women cook for you. They brought you food. They brought you food. They brought you food. They brought you food. Now someone has a baby and they say, now you also cook for the person. <laughs> My husband is not home to hold the baby. My husband went to work. My husband is giving this. My husband didn't give me money. My husband didn't do this. But your husband ate the food. There's food that people brought to you. What sorry about a man so well? That is what you will reap. Let me tell you. Believe the scriptures. You see, you see, you see, you can't even see that the scriptures are, are being fulfilled. You can't see. And so God says, as long as this earth remains, seed time and harvest time, you will always experience it. Put your hands together for the Lord. We will pause here and we'll continue next time that we meet.
he said, without which your people perish. Jesus. Lord, we have received knowledge. Jesus. We pray, O oh God, that they will bring forth fruits Amen. in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We give you glory. Jesus. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here with all eyes closed, every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You have not given your life to Christ. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. This is a very private moment with all eyes closed and every head bowed. It's between you and the Lord. You know in your heart that if you were to die today, you are not certain where you are going. Beloved, our life on earth is not just here. Our life on earth is not just here. Just like the life of a baby is not just in the womb. But there comes a time for some nine months, for some a little over nine months, for some a little under nine months, but there comes a time that that baby will have to come out into another phase of life. So shall our lives be. There will be a time that this life will end and we will enter into another phase of life. If you are here this afternoon, you are not sure, if I leave this world, if I die, where do I go? The baby dies in the womb and is born. We say he's born. He's born into this world. Now where would you be born into? You have two places. You'll be born into hell or you'll be born into heaven. This afternoon I want to give you the opportunity. Choose Jesus. Choose Jesus. Choose Jesus. So you are here this afternoon. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my savior. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Wherever you are, lift up your right hand. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. I want to be born again. I want to receive Jesus. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. We thank you for the gift of salvation. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Brian Nkrumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.